folks. Please keep your hands and arms inside the train. I'm sorry, but you've thrown off the Emperor's groove. Not right now. You're getting your wishes, so sit down! dog! Hi, everyone, and welcome to Disney Fill Our Podcast, where three ex-cast members discuss all things Disney. I'm Laura, and I'm here with my two favorite people, the wonderful Allison and very handsome Andrew. Hey, guys. Ooh. Hey. hey. What's going on? Oh, not, not much. much. Ch -ch -ch Chillin'. Who's ready for episode two? I am part two. Oh, I'm so excited. Uh, technically, I guess it'd be episode one, part two. That's right. But our the second right. official episode. Yeah. Number two. <laughs> Milestone. Uh, it we're is. breaking records every week, you know? We every are. Every week. Personal, personal records. Milestones. Okay, so what are we going to be talking about here today? As you know, if you haven't listened to episode one, maybe you should. But I don't know. I don't really like to listen to first podcasts because they're always kind of like uncomfortable. And That's awkward. true. But anyway, so this is... So this is Intro to Walt Disney World Part 2. In episode 1, Part 1, we covered Magic Kingdom and Epcot. So, of course, uh, tonight we're going to be covering uh, Disney's Hollywood Studios and Animal Kingdom. But first, before we give you all those juicy details and facts, uh, I've got a bit of news. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> Sound effect. Not just a bit of news, but a news segment. So... Um, we're going to give you updates from the park, rumors, closings, anything that's going on this week in Walt Disney World news. And tonight we have a couple of bits. Um, some of these are from over the past couple of weeks, not just the, the last week, but thought they were worth mentioning since it, since we just started. So, um, as officially announced by the Disney parks blog, there are two new um, pieces of Muppets news this week, which is very exciting. I'm a big Muppets Huge fan. Huge Muppets fan. And Love those yeah, Muppets. Yeah, yeah. Oh my gosh. Who are these two? <laughs> Get them off! <laughs> is that a Statler and Waldorf impression? I don't want to say yes, because I may <laughs> be mad. <laughs> I was thinking we should do Muppets impressions. Don't oh, ask Laura to do Kermit the Frog. <laughs> Taken. It's only the second episode, <laughs> part two of the first episode. How did you already bring that up? I don't do a Kermit impression because it's so bad. So you do like a weird... do a Kermit no. impression. It's just not good. It doesn't deserve to be called a Kermit impression. Is what I'm trying to say. <laughs> All right. Well, we'll think about forcing her to do it sometime this episode. But well, I'll give you the Cur the Muppets news yeah. in the meantime. The news is Pizza Rizzo is coming to Disney's Hollywood Studios, which was going to replace the Pizza Planet uh, Toy Story-themed pizza restaurant back in Muppet Courtyard. So, Pizza Yay. Rizzo. Who's Ooh. excited about Who that? Who doesn't like pizza? Well, I hope that I it's, uh, hope it's authentic New York pizza. That would be exciting. It should be, because that would be an awesome nod to Muppets Take Manhattan. Yes. And... Rat want job. Right? And a <laughs> frog want job. A great way to theme it as well, because you're kind of getting rid of all the streets in New York and all oh, that other point. stuff too. So yeah. it'd be a good way to kind of incorporate something that they're taking away into something new, you know? Ooh. That would yeah. be nice for the people who are very sad about the streets of New York going away. Yeah. Anyway, okay, uh, the other bit of Muppets news that I have is in the Magic Kingdom. They're adding a new Muppets uh, mini attraction or a little live show, which is going to take place outside the Hall of Presidents to be opening in October 2016. So this year, just in time for our next trip. Woohoo! And it's um, going to be called The Muppets Present Great Moments in American History. Whoa. Starring Kermit as Piggy, Sam Eagle, of course, uh, Fozzie, Gonzo. Um, what do you guys think? Because this is going to be a live show happening various points throughout the day in front of the whole presence, but what do you think Weird. these characters are going to be actual characters? Like, I mean, have you seen the Mickey, I mean, the Kermit and Miss Piggy, like, characters that you can meet? They're kind of like, yes. I mean, not so great. They look a little stumpy or something. 
Yeah, I mean, it's just hard to make these characters into, like, things that are going to be on the street interacting with people, doing a live show. Yeah. Oh, oh I, I had... wonder. I didn't even think about that, and I wonder. I had such a different interpretation of that. In oh, you head. did? For oh. me, I don't know why. I just thought it was going to be, like, man, Disney can't do anything bad, so how hard would it be to have a couple of people with hand puppets just, no. like, posted up on the side of the street? Oh, my God. And oh, then okay. I realized that, like, that was not even close to what's happening. Well, but. okay, so when I first heard it, I thought maybe they were going to do stuff, but then I I think you, the more you think about how much of an art form it is, it would be hard to... Yeah. Although I don't know. They do it in the Finding Nemo stage show. Oh, they yeah, that's too. true. But I guess it's the voices. Yeah, I mean, I guess they can't be the kinds of characters that you do meet and greets with. They can't, I mean, fur characters are called. Yeah. I just don't think they could... Maybe my brain was the one that went to the wrong spot. <laughs> well, you think about how much they'd have to change, you know, the the general layout of the bodies and stuff to make it work. And that makes you think of the guys in Times Square who just don't quite look right. You know, like the piggy and the Kermit ones. Um, their, their hearts are in the wrong places. They have attitudes. Oh, They're yeah. sitting around like with the heads propped up on top of their head because they don't feel like doing it. I know, but the, they look funny. You know, the look of them. There's something about them is oh, off. Yeah. <laughs> Very off. But it would be Kermit the Frog base characters. Ooh. So that he was would, he would he would have to talk like Kermit the Frog. Ooh. Okay. I mean not bad. So I just did a Miss Piggy impression and Andrew did a Muppets impression. Does Laura have him? <laughs> Wait, let's see. Uncle Kermit That's really bad. Well, I would have just went with animal if I would have went with anything. Well, come on, do you think in your head it's easy to do? Try it. No, thank you. <laughs> well, I can't see now, I can't do it. <laughs> but Kermit the Frog oh, is a frog. Jill, this here is Gil. And Lil. <laughs> Hello, Gil. Alright, alright. I like Robin. Alright, we'll, we'll get you later. We'll get you later, Laura, don't worry. Um, okay, I have one last bit of news, and this is just a rumor. Great Movie Ride is going to be completely overhauled into a ride called The Great Mickey Ride because there's like gossip going around that the deal has been the deal's ending with TCM Turner Classic Movies which is obviously who owns all of those movies in there I guess like Casablanca Oh yeah I always wondered about that yeah it would be Believe it or not, which uh, obviously I realized this once I saw it, but the first ride ever devoted to Mickey Mouse. Can you believe there's not one already? Oh. So this wow. is one of the only reasons that I feel okay with this gossip. I'm kind of excited about it. Yeah, like I usually don't like too much changes, especially to rides. Like Great Movie Rides, one of my favorite rides. I don't know. Yeah. But I could let it go for a, for a Mickey ride, I think. Mm-hmm. If yeah, it's that's done true. right, you know. Yeah. Which, come on, it will be. Yeah, I just keep thinking, you know, it's, it's unfortunate, but, you know, a lot of the younger generation, and my generation included for sure, like, I don't have a lot of connections with those movies, you know, in that ride, yeah. and it just feels a little dated. I and get it. Everybody's sad. nerds like me who just likes old stuff. Yeah. I guess it'll save the ride some, some harsh criticism in the future, you know, with all... That's, like Star Wars fans and young kids coming there and then they're just going to be making fun of it or something. I don't know. It can forever live in our, our hearts. Gosh, these kids will never know. James Cagney. <laughs> <laughs> and Casablanca. And and that weird Tarzan. <laughs> oh. Well, some of those are classics. You could say they were all classics. All... Oh my gosh. The, the movie montage at the very end of the ride is... A really, really amazing movie montage. It like brings tears every time. Yeah. Okay. Tor- yes. Okay. I will agree with you. However, with a caveat, some of those in there, it's like a little, like you know, from Honey, I Shrunk the Kids, and yeah, they had to promote their own stuff at the time. Yeah, it's a little bit of a. Some are cringy. But Honey, I Shrunk the Kids is a classic. Classic yeah. Rick. For some reason, I've never even seen Good Morning Vietnam, but when that clip of Robin Williams saying. Good morning, Vietnam. Like, that yeah. gives me, like, chills. I don't Aww. know. I've never even seen the movie. He's, he is wonderful. I think it's just because I love that great movie, right? All right. Well, 
right, so that's the news for this week. And Ooh, that's exciting. Some changes though. Mickey Mouse gets a ride. I'm excited. This is this is early gossip stage. Oh, okay. Oh. Not yet. Still page six. Okay, so anyway, that's we're since we're talking about the great movie ride, we may as well get into the meat of our episode which is going to be an overview of Disney's Hollywood Studios and the Animal Kingdom, which Laura's going to talk about later. But uh, yeah. let me get into... Well, I'm I'm just going to call it MGM because that's what I call it. I know <laughs> technically it's Disney's Hollywood Studios, and then before that it was called Disney MGM Studios, or Studios. But I'm going to call it MGM because that's what I always call it, MGM. That's what my family calls it. And uh, so if you don't like me referring to it as MGM, then that's too bad. Go fly a kite. Go kick rocks. Who <laughs> throw rocks at trains. <laughs> okay, Christmas? so this park, which is very special to me because it's the one in which I worked MGM, currently called Disney's Hollywood Studios, as I complained about earlier. The name was changed to Disney's Hollywood Studios in 2008. Uh, before that, it was called Disney MGM Studios, and it opened on May 1st, 1989. It is 135 acres, and it is the fifth most visited park, uh, theme park in the U.S., and the eighth most visited theme park in the world. Oh, wow. Yes, people love it. People love MGM. This park is the second, is actually, I'm sorry, it's the third theme park in the Walt Disney World family, which was introduced in the Eisner Dynasty. Oh. It was, <laughs> it was, developed under lead Imagineer Marty Sklar, who is a Disney legend. It was originally, the original concept was to have a, a great movie style ride in Future World at Epcot, and then I guess when Eisner heard about it, he decided this is a bigger idea than just one attraction and wanted to make it into a whole new park. Wow. Uh, there are six areas currently in, in Disney's Hollywood Studios. Hollywood Boulevard, which has famed attractions like the Great Movie Ride. <laughs> also, um, lots of big shops on that Hollywood Boulevard Street, and then the famous Hollywood Brown Derby, which is really, really great restaurant that they have there at Disney Hollywood Studios. Definitely recommend you check it out. We've gone there a couple times. Mm -hmm. It's a little bit pricier, but one of my faves. Yeah, definitely worth the splurge. That street is one of my favorite streets. During the holidays, during what? Christmas time. Sunset Boulevard? No, no we're still talking about Hollywood Boulevard. Still. Oh, I see. Oh, yeah. Oh, we'll yeah. get there. Don't worry. <laughs> we'll get there. I spaced for a second. Yes, absolutely. That's so pretty in the ho during the holidays. Um, right next door to that is the Echo Lake area, which has Star Tours currently, and Indiana Jones Stunt Show, and an actual lake, which is Echo Lake. Back there is Muppet Courtyard, which currently is home to Muppet, Jim Henson's Muppet Vision 3D. <laughs> uh, also, the Streets of America are back there, but they're not there anymore. Womp womp. Aww. Yeah. Anyway, so I guess that'll be the new home to also the Pizza Rizzo restaurant. Woohoo! <laughs> um, right nearby there is Pixar Place, current home to Toy Story Midway Mania, a very, very popular attraction. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Andrew consistently has the high score of the group. Just gotta go big. Go big or go home, you know? I never do well on that ride. <laughs> gotta ice down the shoulder I, after it. See, yeah, my arm ends up hurting <laughs> after a while. I think I lost a mom last time. Can't <laughs> <laughs> give away my secret. Sorry, guys. You have a strategy for real? No. Oh, okay. All right. <laughs> All right. In the back there is Animation Courtyard, current home to... The Voyage of Little Mermaid. Finally, last but certainly not least, is Sunset Boulevard, which, as I said uh, in episode one, part one, that's where I worked. And there are the best rides at the park are back there. All the hot stuff is back there. Tower of Terror, Rock and Roller Coaster, starring Aerosmith, Beauty and the Beast stage show, and also the Fantasmic Night Show is back there. I'm a bad singer. I have lots of details on Fantasmic coming very soon. Um, and I'll get to it, Laura. Don't worry. All right. I'd love to hear them. I know. I just have one more addition to the, the part I did about the areas because there are two new areas 
two whole entire new areas coming to Disney's Hollywood Studios. Star Wars Land. Crazy. Ooh. And Toy Story Land. Whee! So I didn't know about the Toy Story Land. Yeah, I'm embarrassed to admit it. What? I, know. I didn't. Yeah, I know. Well, guess what? I'll tell you all about it. Yay! They have some beautiful concept art you can Google that they've already put up on the fence there, blocking where they're doing the construction, so you can't see. But Whoa. so it's really, really pretty. I mean, very, very detailed. Lots of Toy Story stuff you can see going on in there. But the main attraction looks like it's going to be a Slinky Dog coaster. <gasps> what? Really? Yep. Mm-hmm. Big oh giant roller coaster in the theme of Slinky Dog rings. I guess you're wow. going around in circles. Like the Medusa from Great Adventure. Uh, Isn't that the one that kind of is like a spiral? Yep. Remember it, that? Or the Viper. Oh, the Viper. Remember? That one. You guys don't remember those commercials? I do. I, remember, I think so. I just, I've never been on one of those kinds of co coasters. I haven't either. I just know it from the commercial from when I was little. <laughs> I've never actually oh. ridden the coaster. I feel like I've been on Medusa, though. I don't remember it. Me neither. Anyway. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> there's that's okay. There's one other ride uh, that we know a little bit of information about right now, which is um, an alien-themed ride called a saucer, a swirling saucer oh. or a flying saucer, and something to do with you're in a little car, and you have to get around, like, avoiding the crane. The claw. Oh. Oh, like a little alien dude. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Okay, so... Wow, that's really awesome. I mean, it's yeah. hard to imagine. You know, you know the park so we know the park so well, and it's been kind of the same way for a long time without any major expansions. And to see this, to imagine it in my head, what it would be like, is really crazy. I mean, it's going to be a, a whole new world. Yeah. Don't you dare close your eyes. <laughs> <laughs> well, guys, there's going to be two whole new worlds, like I said, and the other one is Star Wars World. Star Wars Land. Whoa. We know a little bit about it. Oh my gosh, wait. I didn't say that this is my most exciting part about Toy Story Land is that it's going to be completed at the end of, around the end of 2017 and the beginning of 2018. Wow. So that's like... Not far. Next year. The wow. end of next year. Oh my gosh, that's quick. I know. So Star Wars Land, we actually... I couldn't find any de details about when it's opening because I actually found something that said they nobody knows, but I'm not privy to that type of information, uh, but it's going to, there's also some really nice concept art on Star Wars Land, which you can look up, and then also there's going to be uh, a Millennium Falcon ride, Whoa. and the second ride that we know about is going to be in Star Wars Land is a race against time amidst a battle between the First Order and the Resistance. Wow. Well, I was just about to add that it seems like those rides, there are a lot of thrill rides, or more exciting yeah. kind of crazy rides and I wonder if they saw maybe how well the Harry Potter world has been doing you know and that's kind of like a mix oh. of real, I don't know do you feel like that I've never been so I can't really say but I don't know anything about that it appealed more to like the younger kids and just with, like uh, crazy coasters and well I guess kids these days just are not going to be interested in super fun audio animatronic dark rides which where you learn a whole bunch of stuff and it makes you think I don't know yeah. I would be interested in that. That's true. Okay. We're OG Disney, though. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Just sounds exciting. I'm excited. I'm excited, too. Uh, like I said, I'm a little bit hesitant to change just because I love everything so much, but I think this would be great, and I have New York here. I don't need a New York in Disney. That's true. Disney always pushes the envelope, too, and you know that they're... If they're going to do it, they're going to do it really well, and it's going to end up being timeless. Because That's if true. it isn't, it's not going to succeed. Yeah, so. right. Good point. Yeah, they, everything they do, I think, um, I haven't... There's not many things that, that I actually don't like. That's true. I'll say it if I don't like it, but um, I truly like the great movie, right, everybody? I don't know. <laughs> Just saying. Um, okay, so I have a couple more facts about MGM, and then we can move on. Okay. I mentioned in episode one, part one, that these parks have what come to be known as an icon, and this park's icon up until 2001 was the Earful Tower, which was a Aww. yeah water tower with Mickey ears on it, and that was how everybody know, knew um, MGM, Disney MGM Studios, was the Earful Tower. And then in 2001, they uh, put up this ginormous sorcerer hat. Yes. I remember when they were building it because that was when I was on. Oh, I was on some sort of vacation trip. trip. <laughs> that happens every year. Well, I dated myself today on Twitter. Did you? With my name tag. It didn't have a date on it, did it? No, but you know how they have the yearly 
celebrations. Oh, okay. Well, nobody knows we now, do that. Now right? they'll look. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so uh, the Sorcerer's Hat went away, went bye-bye in January 2015, and presently the park's icon, since for some reason they couldn't just keep the Earful Tower there and move it somewhere. Yeah. Uh, anyway, for some reason that was not an option, but presently the park icon for Disney's Hollywood Studios is the Chinese theater. Replica. Nice. Back to the yeah. OG. Well, not o the OG was the tower, but... Yeah, but it was always there, and uh, definitely one of the big features yeah. of the park. So. I miss it. They... Yeah, it's back. It's back. In all its glory. <laughs> Ready to go. That Chinese theater. Which also, you know, moving on to this... The, one of the evening shows they have at Disney's Hollywood Studios, the Chinese Theater, is main focus and the, serves as the screen on which they project this Star Wars Galactic Spectacular show, uh, which just started, actually, in June of this year, 2016. I haven't watched any of it because I want to be surprised when we get down there. Yeah, I haven't either. You know, it's up, it's up on YouTube. I want to be surprised. I don't want any spoilers. Same here. I don't like spoilers. I saw some pictures. It looks amazing, and I've heard... So many good things. I just I'm afraid to watch it on YouTube. Yeah. Before I actually see I it. Save it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, anyway, a little bit about it. It features fireworks, projection mapping, which is that technology where they play movies sort of on a big giant uh, screen, which in this case is the Chinese wow. theater. They do that at, at the Magic Kingdom, see where they yeah. project movies or images on the castle. It's really really cool technology. Um, also features fire, lasers, fog, Ooh. and searchlights. Another exciting part of the Star Wars Galactic Spectacular show is it features 150 foot tall jets of fire. No way! Whoa! Whoa! Cool. Fifteen stories of fire. <laughs> We're experts wow. now on how many feet are in a story. <laughs> that sounds awesome. So that sounds kind of scary. Yeah. It's gonna be warm. Hot summer night by the. So sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Well, we'll be going in December, guys, so I don't think it will be a hot summer night. No, it'll be nice. I'm very excited. Did you guys just ask about projection? Because Disney's other evening show, Fantasmic, features a missed screen projection, which I guess is like the predecessor made way for this projection mapping. Yeah, that's a good point. First time that I saw this missed screen projection in Fantasmic, I was, I was blown away. I've never seen anything like it. I agree. Yeah, it was... So cool when it first came. I mean, it's still so cool, but I remember seeing it for the first time like you. It's just, it's like you're, you're blown away because you had never seen anything so cool in your life on the water. Right. Everyone awesome. remembers their first time. <laughs> I guess, oh, so I don't know if anybody hasn't seen Fantasmic, but this missed screen projection I'm talking about is they shoot a, a bunch of water, spray a bunch of water vertically into the air, like a jet stream going straight up, but it creates like a wall of water and they display images on it. That's missed green projection. Um, Phantasmic came from Disneyland. Uh, they just did a little copy of it. Then it's edited just slightly, I think. It's slightly different than the one in Disney World. Um, it's shown um, not quite nightly, but every night or every other night sometimes uh, at the Hollywood Hills Amphitheater back there um, on Sunset Boulevard. Features a 50-foot mountain atop which Mickey sits, stands at the very end of the show. And the theater can host 10,000 people, including the standing room only. Wow. Wow. Area. So many people. Hey, so Allison. Um, rumor has it that you worked Fantasmic. <gasps> I did. What was I, it like? Well, uh, okay. I worked Fantasmic one night, one shift. Uh, they put me back there. I forget why. But I will tell you, um, big, bulky black jeans I had to wear. <laughs> Terrible, terrible costuming. I had to walk around with that glow, that glow box around my neck. Oh, um, gosh. it looks heavy. But it, it turned out to be like a good night because I don't think I sold any of that glow stuff. But you and mom came that night, and I just like, I just clocked out or something and went right down south. You guys like in my costume. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. Because it was um just the black jeans, so it could have just yeah. passed off as like a crazy bad dresser. Shadow. <laughs> yeah, that's good. Good. Thanks, Laura. Thanks for reminding me. Oh yeah, that's the coolest. But yeah, um, so that was MGM Studios, Disney's Hollywood Studios, aka MGM, aka the Studios. So I hope you enjoyed that little overview. We have so much more to talk about. 
if you keep listening to our podcast, but that is probably like basic Cliff's Notes, uh, MGM for Dummies. Yeah. If I could say real quick that regarding MGM, I think one of the best line cues is Tower of Terror, for sure. Oh, yeah. Amazing. Amazing. Yeah, for sure. Love Love it. I remember it blew me away the first time. So much detail. I know. It was the first time I went on it. It was so awesome. And there are so many little fun facts that you can find um, just by Googling it. You know, big Disney fans who have, like, pointed out some really intricate details. Really neat. Yeah, but don't worry. We will get deep dive we'll do a deep dive into tower of terror not only tower of terror but everything that has to do with mgm studios so um laura why don't you take it away with the animal kingdom all right up next (laughs) here's laura with disney's animal kingdom (laughs) okay so speaking hi everyone okay so animal kingdom it opened on earth day which was april 22nd 1998 we were there that year we were and I remember, yeah. Anyway, uh, Animal Kingdom is the uh, largest of the four parks, and it is a total of 500 Whew. acres. Just a lot of land. Wow. A lot of land. Wow. Um, and it can also be described as Nata Zoo. It's not. Which I'm sure you will appreciate, Allison. It's not. <laughs> that was definitely the campaign when I was working down there, so I heard yeah. Nata Zoo very often. And it's not. <laughs> it isn't. Yeah. Well, the Animal Kingdom consists of six themed areas. The Oasis, Discovery Island, Africa, Rafiki's Planet Watch, Asia, and Dinoland USA. And soon to be Pandora, the world of Avatar. Which I'm sorry to say, I really don't know much about. I have, I've looked at a couple of the concept, uh, pictures of the concept art, and I saw a few photos of the floating mountain. Oh, I saw that. But yeah, other than that, I don't really know much about it. Well, I don't really know much about Avatar. Well, I know the big part of the story, or a big icon of the story, is that really that fiber optic tree. So I wonder oh, yeah. if they'll do anything with a bunch of fiber optics, like to keep it exciting at night. I don't know. Can I tell you my favorite, most favorite Avatar story? You have an Avatar story? I do. Oh, sure, go for it. So, when I first moved to Denver, I was jobless, so I had to find something quick. Went on Craigslist, answered an ad, and... Next thing you know it, I am going office building to office building selling art. So I went one day and got paid for the day in cash, and I thought, that's pretty cool. I'll go back again tomorrow. Then they sent me out of my own, and I went into an office building, and of course you have to start start at the top floor, because then you work your way down. It's a lot easier. People think you, you know, just are carrying this art around like you work there. Yeah. And I went up to the top of the building, as soon as I got to the top floor, there was a security guard there, and he goes, you're coming with me, and he kicked me out. And I didn't want to go back because I want to get paid for a full day's worth of work. So I put all the art in my trunk, and then I went and saw Avatar in IMAX 3D. <laughs> this is the Avatar story? That's yes. it! <laughs> and I thought it was, was so great. Version. I thought it was so great. I remember, remember I wanted to take you back. And... Yes, and we did. We went back. I know. Was... And then you told me it was just... Fern Gully yeah. with blue people. Yeah, it kind of <laughs> is. I watched every watched Fern Gully not too long ago, and I was like, man. And then I was like, you are right. I love that Tim Curry is Hexes. You have to rewatch it. I don't remember anything about Fern Gully. I think that was your movie, Laura. I loved it. And I remember I was homesick one day, and there was a book fair, and one of my friends got me a book from the book fair, and it was Fern Gully. <laughs> and I remember at first thinking like, oh, this book sucks, before I read it, and then I read it and loved it. Oh. Isn't that weird? That is weird. I don't like this friend. A weird what kid. a crappy book. No. <laughs> well, you know. <laughs> He's judging a book by its cover. Oh, look at that. <laughs> Sorry. Anyway, back to Animal Kingdom story. here. <laughs> no. No, it was a good story. Hey, it was the best, I mean, it was the best Avatar story any of us have. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> and nothing else. <laughs> Sorry. Okay. Okay, so I know some Disney fans are going to kill me for saying this, but uh, we used to only do Animal Kingdom as a half-day park. Oh, we did. You know, and I know it closed early, but, I mean, we never really spent the... We only spent, like, the mornings there. And um, really, it was just because we didn't have a lot of time, and we weren't, you know, our Disney trips were, like, four or five days, and so we tried to pack as much as we could in there. My recommendation would be, if you have extra time to spend in Animal Kingdom, to definitely go for it. Because it's such a pretty park. And the more research I was doing about it, it was like really exciting to hear like how much 
how much intricate detail, I know I said that before um, about Hollywood Tower Hotel, but just how much detail goes into it and you can really appreciate like the Imagineer's work in, uh, you know, kind of all of everything that surrounds you in the park. It's really cool. Yeah, it really and... feels like you're there, you're there, wherever you are. I mean, the little like bird tracks on the, in the ground or like the fossil, yeah. you know, replicas in the cement that you're walking on, it feels like, you know, that's really what the ground is. I think it's going to help also now that there's going to be a completely different side to the park that no one's seen is Animal Kingdom at night, you know? Right. So I'm so excited. Yeah, I'm avoiding spoilers from those also. Oh, yeah, definitely. So back to some history. Uh, Walt had a true love of animals and understood the importance of animal conservation. And uh, he demonstrated this through his True Life Adventure documentary series that gave viewers a close look into the animal world. And so, um, you know, I can think, I can imagine that he would be happy with Kilimanjaro safaris. Yeah. Um, and fun fact, he originally wanted real animals on the Jungle Cruise. So I think that he would appreciate the safaris for sure. And it's cool to see it honored here in Animal Kingdom. I agree. And that they made it work. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. And there's uh, about 250 species living in the park and over 1,000 animals in total. Only a little over 10,000 white rhinos left in the world, and eight have been born at the Animal Kingdom. Uh, there you go. Isn't that cool? There you go. That's such a cool fact. Yeah. Okay, so awesome. uh, Michael Eisner said this about Animal Kingdom. Welcome to a kingdom of animals. Real, ancient, and imagined. A kingdom ruled by lions, dinosaurs, and dragons. A kingdom of balance, harmony, and survival. A kingdom we enter to share in the wander. Gaze at the beauty, thrill at the drama, and learn. Wow. Well said, Michael. Thank you, Laura. <laughs> I like Michael Eisner. Yeah, he said that uh, at the opening of Animal Kingdom on Earth Day in 98. Um, I don't know much about him to have an opinion, I guess. I know that's... I'll have to learn. I guess I just... And what I mean by that is I just like things that came out of his time. Dynasty. Yeah, things that did, you know, directions in which Disney went while he was CEO. Okay. Yeah. I guess that's all I mean. That's good enough, yeah. His face doesn't annoy me. Oh, that's always good. Yeah. <laughs> no annoying voice. Ah, he's an alright guy. Alright. Alright, so the, uh, the Oasis is that part when you first walk in, and it's uh, similar to Main Street USA as it provides the entrance to Animal Kingdom, the gateway. And uh, Disney has created a true tropical landscape here, which features exotic plants, trees, waterfalls, and a canopy overhead. And here you can find cool guys like the giant anteater, the two-toed sloth, wallabies, tree kangaroos, and exotic birds Whoa. in special viewing areas dotted throughout the entrance. I love that part. Which I know we walk, yeah, we try to take our time, you know, uh, maybe not so much going into the park, but coming out definitely. Mm -hmm. Spend a lot of time there because it's so magical. It's all like little walkways back there too. You can't even really tell. You go like behind this one rock and you're like, whoa, look at all yeah. this cool stuff. Yeah. And be sure to look down and you'll notice um, leaf impressions, mud cracks, and animal prints all along the walkways, which you guys mentioned, the little bird tracks. Yeah. Really Love cool. Them. Yeah. Yeah. It's like the bird just tiptoed through there, you know, right before you got there. Yeah. <laughs> Super cool. You would think that they would be able to read the wet cement sign, but you know, whatever. <laughs> Birds are not that smart. Most birds. <laughs> okay, next is Discovery Island, and this is represented in the iconic Tree of Life, Discovery Island Trails, and it's tough to be a bug. And the Tree of Life, which is the icon of the park, stands at 145 feet tall and is 50 feet wide. Ooh. 14 and a half stories. <laughs> wow. <laughs> That's pretty tall. It's five stories wide, guys. It's a guys. big tree. And it's based on a bonsai tree. The tree is all man-made. It has 103,000 leaves, and each and every one was attached by hand. Wow. And the tree contains over 300 animal carvings right into the trunk, the branches, and the roots of the tree. Really cool. I mean, it's massive, and it's so impressive when you see it for the first time. It is so impressive. It's so awesome. Striking. It's beautiful. Yeah, and it's such a ginormous tree, so they had to consider... You know, the Florida hurricanes and the high wind and rain that we get 
that they get in uh, Central Florida. And so the base had to be super strong. And so they fashioned an old oil rig as the skeleton for the tree's trunk. Wow. So that's how it kind of holds up against the elements. There's a lot of interesting facts about the animal kingdom. Yeah. I know, I'm telling you, I'm falling more in love with it. I can see. I can see how. I mean, it's not, it's not hard. <laughs> Africa's next, and that's where you can find the Kilimanjaro Safaris, Wild Africa Trek, the Harambe Village, Festival of the Lion King, and I swear I just hesitated on this one because I don't know if pronunciation <laughs> is right. Pangani Forest Exploration Trail. Yeah, Pangani. So nothing, it wasn't too difficult, but I just, I stalled there for a second. I always like to do that. Yeah. And here, this area of the park is so, I mean, as the rest of the park, just um, so well thought out in terms of, you know, making sure that the safari was authentic, as authentic as it possibly could be. And so Imagineers, when they were creating the Kilimanjaro safaris, they took a two-week trip to Kenya, and they spent time on an authentic African safari and took copious detailed notes of all the rocks and the dirt, plants and animals while they were there. And they made sure that they wanted to get the most accurate representation for the park's main attraction. So they really spent a lot of time making sure that this was right and that it was as authentic as you can That's get. So cool. You can tell. You can. Yeah, I remember going through it for the first time and I thought the, you know, the um, termite mound looked so real. Yeah. And, you know, the just the way the trees are manicured, you know, they brought in, in um, trees from Africa and then they also, you know, kind of worked it into the existing Florida landscape. It's really it's so impressive. It really, you know, makes you feel like you're somewhere else. Truly, truly does. Yeah. More so than I think um, any of the other parks. Yeah. Can and I love how job. What's that? Uh, I got to go to Kilimanjaro and hang out for two weeks and study rocks and animals and plants oh, that and job? trees. And I'll be back, though. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, I'd love to be an Imagineer. Right. exciting. Yeah, it's awesome. Well, who wouldn't want to be an Imagineer? I know. That's the question. The safaris are also operating at, operating at night, so that's kind of exciting. No way. I know that was like, I think the original idea was to try to have it run at night, but it became too expensive. I mean, I guess they priced out how much it would cost to light the certain areas or how they could work out all the details. And I guess they figured it out because um, they are going to run it at nighttime, or they have been running it at night. That's cool. And uh, there's going to be an alternate route. So a little different than the oh, daytime show, but yeah, I'm excited to do it. Yeah, I just wonder, I mean, I can't imagine what it'd be like. I'm just very excited for that. Um, just seeing mm -hmm. that, I mean, it would almost feel more real, I think, that way, because you're basically out in the, you know, the equivalent of what would be the woods. Yeah. You know, right. In the wild. Just with the eyes. In the dark. The, uh -huh. Yeah. With... Yeah, that would be awesome. Can you bring night vision goggles? Ooh, I don't know. Right? Oh, man. <laughs> I'm ready. So cool. And you'll see it's just a cast member dressed up with <laughs> glowing eyes. Right. Uh, another fun fact, though, about the safari just wanted to mention is that you can fit the Magic Kingdom Park inside of the Kilimanjaro Safari's area. Whoa! That's so yes. big! Right. It's so big that my brain can't comprehend it. Yeah. Like, I don't want to believe it. Like, I don't think I can believe it, but it's true. It's like the size of the universe. We just can't comprehend how big it is. It is. Okay, so next up is Rafiki's Planet Watch, one of my personal favorites. Me too. And this, yay! Andrew? <laughs> don't you like the 10 minute train? <laughs> you don't love that conservation station? Infection section? The, yeah. infec the infection section? Y yeah, my favorite <gasps> of all the. Ah, ignore what Andrew's uh. saying. It's totally worth the trip. You get to ride the express train, it takes you a little bit backstage, you can see a little bit of Animal Kingdom that you don't see anywhere else. I don't mean I don't like it. You asked me if it was my favorite. I can't lie. It is not. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> do you like it? I do enjoy it. Oh, good. Yes, okay. very much so. <laughs> is it my favorite? No, I'm sorry. Well, all right. Affection section that is not a petting zoo. <laughs> yes. So you get to meet some cute little... Goats. I love goats. Cute little guys. Oh goats yeah. are like the sweetest little animals. They just like want to stand there and get petted. Petting zoos. Love them. I, I'm a sucker for a petting zoo. I really am. Big fan. Big fan. If they're humane. But we don't have to get it. <laughs> it's not. So that's why I love the affection section. It's a, nice, it's a nice little break, too, if the parks are really crowded. I mean, if, if the park is really crowded. 
And there's that little walkway, you know, front where you're walking from the train all the way to Conservation Station. Yeah. Or the, you know, the affection section area. Um, just that lined with birdhouses. And I think it even tells you how to create a create your own birdhouse. Doesn't it have, like, little instructions yeah, yeah, on yeah, how yeah. to... And characters back there. Um, I've met Rafiki back there. Also ran into Jiminy Cricket back there. Oh, mm -hmm. yeah. I don't blame him. Rafiki's Planet Watch. He's gotta watch it. He's gotta Jiminy. watch it. Yeah. <laughs> Alright, so Asia is the next section that we're going to talk about, and that is um, home to some awesome rides and some even more awesome queues. Ride queues. Love queues. I'm getting into it. <laughs> um, it's probably my favorite part of the park the more I think about it, just because I love the, the look of it, you know, and how much it invokes, like, uh, the beautiful scenery in Nepal and the art, and it's just really pretty. Now we're talking. Now yeah. we're talking about so the, papers. Here we go. The Everest queue, which contains authentic artifacts from Nepal and all the mountaineering gear that's kind of, you know, based out as you go along and wind your way to the attraction. Andrew, is that your favorite queue? Probably, yeah. I'd say it's one of them. Um, not when it was like 90 to 120 minutes to uh, ride it. That's true. And but, don't you not like, you, you have something with the sound. I'm the one with the sounds. I don't like oh. it. All those with kids the ringing the bells. You get, you get like, oh. every kid has to walk by ringing it, and then some kids will stop and ring it for like, you know, a billion times in a row, and the parents just let them. It's so loud. <laughs> well, I think I agree with you. That is pretty annoying, but it's cool. I mean, if you're there on a quiet morning, and someone rings it once, nice. that's fine. Pleasant. <laughs> right. The next really pretty queue is the Kali River Rapids queue. And I know some people say that it's even better than the actual ride, but it includes ancient statues, temples, shops, shrines, ruins, and is beautifully landscaped. What I read about it. People say it's... <laughs> but I can attest to the fact that it is very beautiful and really uh, worth a look. And the ride itself is, you get super wet, so it's kind of... I mean, as much as I love the fact that it, you know, addresses illegal logging and habitat <laughs> destruction, they have that whole, like, subplot there where, you know, or I guess it's the main plot of it all. The subplot is where you get wet, but... <laughs> I bet that's why people like the queue more than they like that's the ride. That's true, they I don't want to get wet. I know, because every time it's just, I just know, I keep thinking, like, oh, go on it and not get soaked, and I just get soaked every single time. Squishy yeah. shoes. So. You don't want to yeah. have squishy yeah. shoes. Squishy shoes. Wet jeans uh, suck. Wet yeah. jeans. I don't. I don't like the. I don't like no. that ride. Just because you get so oh. wet and it's not. It just reminds yeah. me of like Dorney Park or Hershey Park or something. You, do I need to like get oh, a locker the, or something? The look of it. Backpack or. <laughs> oh, lockers. <laughs> oh. And um, Asia also features Expedition Everest, as I mentioned about the queue earlier. But um, it's the most expensive coaster in the world, at a hundred million dollars. Create. No. So much money. So much money. <laughs> money well spent, I would I say. So but, <laughs> but it features the largest and most complex audio animatronic that Disney has ever created, and that is the Yeti. 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 He lives. I like the Yeti. He lives. Or she. I do too. Are there female Yetis? Yeti? No, I don't think so. For there to be a yeti, wouldn't there have to be a female it's yeti? It's encrypted. It's just not a real... I mean, Ooh. it wasn't born. <laughs> it hatched out of an egg. <laughs> Are there female Bigfoots? I don't know. Bigfoots. That's, isn't that the That's correct, correct. <laughs> plural? It is. It is. <laughs> and the yeti is just the snow Bigfoot, right? Yeah, I think so. Pretty much. All right. Well, yeah. until I see a, a woman Bigfoot, then I'm not going <laughs> to believe there's a woman yeti. <laughs> <laughs> I love that Yeti and um, Monsters. Yes, and... he's so cool. He's so cute. I know. I know. He's like a cool dude. I would have stayed there with him. I know. He was so friendly. Was... He was making snow cones or yeah. something. Remember that guy? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Mike Wazowski is pretty rude to him. Oh. What else is Mike new? Wazowski? <laughs> Wazowski. Yeah. <laughs> Always watching. Good, Andrew. <laughs> Roz, Andrew, do you, you don't have a good Roz? You don't do a Roz impression? Mike Wazowski. <laughs> oh, that's good. Wait. 
Mac what? <laughs> Let's just uh, uh I can't do it. I have no Michael Wazowski. <laughs> How was that one? Mike Wazowski! I feel like I I don't know. Gotta what's get with me. Up and nasally. <laughs> Always watching. Always yeah. watching. <laughs> That's it. This is great. We'll get a, we'll get a oh, no. we'll get a good impression out of Laura one day. <laughs> we'll have to search search far and wide uh, on for our it. seven thousandth episode. <laughs> Although Andrew says I do a good uh, Snow White. Yeah, it's true. Let's hear but... it. You you gotta do this. Yeah, I was gonna say. Wait. Hold on, we gotta wait. Wally wants to hear it. Someday my friends will come. It's perfect. No, it's right? not. I know it is. <laughs> Turn the TV off, Laura. People are gonna know. Wally likes it. Ooh. <laughs> okay, so back on track. Yeah, uh, we've got the jungle back. trek, the Maharaja jungle trek, which features Love that. tigers and bats. One of my favorites. Lots of birds. Yes. Oh, right. That whole part where they're flying, zipping around. Yeah, right. Up, little nests. Right on top of your head. It's like they're making nests, and they're right, very, very close to your head. Yeah, I got a lot of pretty pictures there last time. There are also meerkats in there. Oh. You can see, like, Timon's, little Timon's, like. Ooh. Aw. Yeah. They're in there. Yeah, I always thought that was that was always fun. I felt like when I, I didn't know about it, I think, when, you know, maybe the first or second time we went to Animal Kingdom, but then once it was discovered, I remember it being really special. Yeah, I love how the Animal Kingdom has a couple of those different things where they're either out of the way or they might be sort of, I mean, what some kids might think is boring is you're just walking through, down a path and there's birds, but those kind of things, I love yeah. doing those. It's, usually they're like less crowded and it's just a, a nice peaceful walk. Yeah. Okay, lastly we've got Dinoland USA, which features Dinosaur, yes. Finding Nemo the Musical, Primeval World, the, the Boneyard, and Triceratops Spin. And so I know a lot of people, and maybe not so much now because it's it's been you know, with Animal Kingdom for a while, but uh, I guess when it first came out, a lot of people didn't really care for it because it just didn't really have like a great look to it. You know, a lot of people thought it was like a cheesy kind of carnival section. And yeah, um, but the more research I did on the area, I'm learning that there's like a whole story behind it, which is really cool in typical Disney fashion. Uh, they really kind of went out of their way to to create a story behind this. So, um, and it seems like it's kind of like a a little homage to those tacky gift shops and touristy spots, you know, that pop up next to areas of interest like Gatlinburg, Tennessee, yeah. or Great Smokies, um, or maybe even south of the border, I guess, I don't know. Yeah. But even outside on um, the International Drive where they have the all the crazy gift shops. That giant orange? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think it's in Kissimmee. Uh, oh, right. 192? 192. 192, Oh, right. Yeah. That's it, yeah. If you make a right at the Walmart, Right? That's it. <laughs> That's exactly right. Medieval times. You make a right, right. at the medieval yeah. times. <laughs> That's so funny. Yeah. So I don't know. I mean, I know Walt was never a fan of those places because that's what happened to Disneyland is that they, you know, were, didn't have all the space as they do in Florida. And a lot of those places started popping up on the outside. But um, I don't know. That's what it seems like. It's got this whole uh, little story behind the owners, Chester and Hester. And they lived in the area. Um, and then all of a sudden, it's kind of this, you know, town in the middle of nowhere and they had this little gas station business and then they found fossils in the area and then that led to the addition of the Dinoland the Institute Wow! and yeah that's such a cool it's pretty cool yeah the Dino Institute I'm sorry I'm like thinking yeah that's it and because all the tourists were coming into the area they wanted to take advantage of it so then they started adding all of these you know, crazy gift shops and fun rides and, and whatnot and oh. Disney went, even went as far as to add a picture of Chester and his wife, Hester, in the dinosaur treasure shop, which is the one right as you exit dinosaur ride. You follow that little path and you go by that big dinosaur statue Through that Allison mine. loves. Oh, yeah. I love it. Right in there. Yeah, I love that gift shop too. Well, the last couple times I couldn't climb up on that dinosaur. Oh, also, I think it's a smoking area now. But oh. that dinosaur, I used to like to climb up on it and go my picture. Yeah. But, um... Hopefully, uh, get, give it a good try next time. I'll yeah. Get up there. <laughs> Definitely. Yeah, we have so many pictures, though, of you on it. Yeah. I can still get up there. Yeah. It's just awkward because I'm kind of like an adult 
and there's just people yeah. around and <laughs> that's climbing true. up. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. All the little kids running around trying to do the same. They're probably like, look at that adult teaching those kids. I know, I'm afraid parents lesson. are going to hunt me down and be like, she's setting a bad example for my kid. <laughs> anyway. Oh, but I, yeah, I do love that gift shop. It's pretty fun, although I never really buy anything in there. I just like to go and play around. Yeah, um, they have those squishy dinosaurs. Yeah. And of course, um, the dinosaur ride that's there used to be named Countdown to Extinction. Extinction. They renamed it just as the uh, animated movie Dinosaur came out. And um, just outside the Institute is Dino Sioux, which is a casting of the famous Tyrannosaurus Rex fossil uh, that was ever discovered. It was the most complete fossil that had ever been discovered, and it was discovered in South Dakota. So that's fun fact that is not Disney related. Did you guys see the Netflix document, or there's a documentary on Netflix about dinosaurs? Yes. Yeah. Oh my gosh, yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, it's really neat. Very interesting documentary. Dinosaur, that ride is one of my favorite, favorite rides in all of Disney World. I love it. Yeah. Me too. Love it. I love it too. So much fun. Yeah, and it still holds up so well, and it's so scary at the end. And It's awesome. Super scary. And just one other ride I wanted to mention is the Primeval Whirl, which is pretty awesome. I kind of like it. I know some people don't like it. I love it. It's a spinning coaster. It reminds me of the ones at the Jersey Shore. It's crazy. It is crazy, and you get smushed around, and... It's very crazy. It's scary. Uh, I always scream on that ride. Um, well, that's all I have for Dinoland, um, but I did want to mention the um, shows that they have at Animal Kingdom, and there's, I know I've a brief overview. I know there's so much more we can go into detail with this park, but um, the live-action shows that they have are The Lion King, Finding Nemo the Musical, Flights of Wonder, and they have that uh, walking tree character. Her name is Divine, and she, uh, you know, is a very graceful woman who is usually right behind the tree in the oasis section of the park. On stilts. Yes. And they have the Jungle Book Alive with Magic show, which debuted not too long ago, but I guess, um, and they they have the Tree of Life Awakening, where they project onto the Tree of Life, but the Rivers of Light show, I guess that's being held up. It's not. It was supposed to debut on Earth Day, I think, this year, or maybe even had a date earlier. Remember, because we went in March, and I thought maybe we'd be able to see it. Yes. But then it was pushed back, maybe to Earth Day, and then now it's pushed back, and I'm not sure when it's gonna come out. But I hope before December. It looks I hope really so. pretty. Me too. And they I do a lot so of that too. water projection and fancy, fancy stuff. So. I uh, also not watching spoilers for anything at the Animal Kingdom. All that new nighttime stuff. Very, yeah. very excited. I can't wait. Yeah. For, I can't wait to see the shows at night. Yeah. Me too. Me too. Me three. Whoa. Oh boy. <laughs> too bad no one can do a Donald Duck. Don't test him. Yeah. <laughs> Andrew? No comment. <laughs> no comment. I know, I know my limits. I'll have to work on some of my stuff. Oh, Andrew has a nice stitch. Oh, let's hear it. Oh, Hannah means family. Aww. Gotta eat that mic. Oh, oh, Hava. Oh, Hava <laughs> means family. That's good. Thank you. <laughs> oh, Stitch. I love Stitch. I know. Your your badness <laughs> level is unusually high for someone your size. <laughs> <laughs> so cute. Aww. So, let's get to the old weekly roundtable. What do you say, guys? Ooh, it's like Andrew's Roundup. Boo, 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 <laughs> Andrew's Roundup! <laughs> Hello, guys. It's me, Andrew. Whoa. <laughs> I just like to dive a little deeper than most. Kind of ask some questions. Get us talking. Provoke some some good conversations between the three of us. But oh, yeah. I think that... My question today, so we've talked about Magic Kingdom and Animal Kingdom. Um, sorry, we did not even come close to talking about Magic Kingdom. Wait a minute, we were you talk... paying attention? What day is it? <laughs> we talked about MGM and Animal Kingdom, excuse me, or... What? Anyway, Disney's Hollywood Studios. Um, it's okay, you can say MGM. MGM. And I would like to know, it's kind of a three-parter. Oh. What's your favorite ride? Where's your favorite place to eat? 
And where's your favorite place to shop in both MGM and Animal Kingdom? Oh, this is Whoa. tough. Hmm. Hmm. Um, I could go. I okay. I could go first. Yeah. Uh, this is going to be tough. Okay, well, I did already say, I'll start with the Animal Kingdom, because I said Dinosaur was one of my favorite rides in all of Disney World, so, of course, that's my favorite ride at Animal Kingdom. Yeah. Uh, I love Everest. I Oh, gosh. I mean, <laughs> I love Everest, too. Yeah. But um, I love dinosaurs so much that I think just, like, getting in there and seeing them all like they're moving it's like ellen's energy adventure like yeah on crack or something <laughs> um they're actual moving breathing like living dinosaurs all around you and it's scary and i love to be scared it's in the dark so i'll pick that even though everest is all those things too minus the dinosaurs. the great pick right. the great pick no it's a what yeah my pick is like a um on the fence between everest and dinosaur well you can only pick okay. one so <laughs> well, I mean, okay, dinosaur. Yeah, I picked dinosaur. Um, and then uh, let's do my favorite place to shop in Animal Kingdom. I guess. Uh, let's see. Well, I love that shop at the exit of Dinosaur. It got all those squishy dinos. Yeah, there's a lot of fun stuff there. All those vegetarian T-shirts. Yeah, cause I um, I mean, there's a lot of the markets. None of those really get me. I mean, they have all the nice arts and crafts stuff from Africa, but I don't know. I'm going to go with the squishy dinos from I like it. the exit. Dinosaur. And my favorite place to eat in the animal kingdom is, um, I don't know, they still do that. Um, oh, Tusker House. Wait, no. Breakfast buffet. Are you sure? What? Are you sure you're not going to say Pizza Fari? No, I'm definitely going to say Pizza Fari. <laughs> I love Pizza Fari so much. Uh, it's not quite New York pizza, but it's really good pizza, I think. And I, I'm like crazy over the theming in there. Yeah. Not the theming, but the artwork on the walls is like awesome. I just love the paintings on the walls, different animal style. Oh, I can't yeah. say it. I'm, I'm very forgetful in my old age that <laughs> I can't even remember how much I love Pizza Fari. But okay, there you go. That's me for Animal Kingdom. Great job. Yeah. Great job. Yeah, Laura? those are some good answers for sure. Um, yeah, okay, for my Animal Kingdom, I will go ahead and say, since I can't say affection section. Um, <laughs> I think you can. Why not? Can I? Yeah. Because I love You're it. You're going to have to choose. It's a ride to get out there. Yes. That's a slow boat to China. It's got to go max like two miles per like hour. Like a okay. Yes, okay. I, I love Expedition Everest, and we were there when it opened, and it's exciting. So, um... I'll have special love for that that ride in my heart. Fun fact about Everest is I do have a... The one pin I traded for was a piece of Disney history. And I have some Yeti fuzz in a pin. Woo! Oh, Ooh. yeah, those pins that had the With pieces the of the bubble. ride. In yeah. a little bubble. That's really cool. No. That's... Memories! Yeah. <laughs> okay, so Expedition Everest for sure. as my favorite ride. Uh, my favorite place to eat. Hmm. I know, I almost said soft pretzels, but that's so lame, and I feel like I would get reamed for that. But it's the truth. Yeah. That's what I would pick, to be honest. That was the one well, thing that every time we went there, we would get for true. breakfast. That was true. It was a tradition. Okay. And... Well, I'm going to reluctantly say it. You don't have to go with tradition. You can go with your heart, I guess. <laughs> yeah, I don't think anybody, everybody understands how much I love soft pretzels, so these are tops. We'll learn. We'll learn. <laughs> uh, and then my uh, favorite place to shop would probably be... Hmm... I like the Chester and Hester, and I think that's the most fun for me. I get most excited to go into there, even though I don't really, I mentioned earlier, I don't really buy anything in there. I just like to go and, like, play around, and I think it's fun. And, yeah. you know, I do appreciate, like, the art, the more authentic gift shops. It's just a little depressing because I can't afford much in there, so <laughs> I go and I like to look around. But, um, yeah. We never do a lot of shopping at the Animal Kingdom. No. I think maybe because we just try to get everything in. Andrew, what about you? I would say Everest. I I do enjoy it, and we did like the CP soft opening and stuff like that, so it brings back a lot of really good memories. Um, Chester and Hester, just because it's 100% what little kid Andrew inside of me yeah wants a gift shop to be and it's all dinosaurs <laughs> and amazing yeah. and stars and glow in the dark and oh just like everything that's so 
perfect for like little me mm -hmm. you know didn't they add candy there too now yeah they got a whole bunch of stuff it's awesome little andrew current allison and laura right. <laughs> yeah <laughs> um but dinos dinos are the best i have yeah. rubber dinosaurs on my desk at work that everyone Whoa. comments about but oh lots of lots of compliments on them a lot you know word got out word got out and Apparently. soft pretzels it has no. to be yeah but i mean it just because of how many memories and smiles i have of getting running to get the pretzels and they'd be super hot and then we sit on the bench and eat them and then we go and go about our day Okay, um, I will say that, you know, baby, we spent a lot of time in Animal Kingdom when we were poor CPs. And so, <laughs> you know, although we've been to the Tusker House, as I don't really remember, I mean, remember the breakfast, but not well enough to say it's my favorite, you know, so I think that's... <laughs> One thing I'm very looking, I'm very much looking forward to is our reservation at Yak and Yeti, because oh, yeah. I really can't wait to tr go there and try that, because I've heard nothing but amazing things, so that's... I'm very excited for that. Yeah, soon we'll be able to uh, give an upgraded, an updated palette review of the Animal Kingdom. Yeah, just telling you we love soft, soft pretzels and <laughs> pizza, which by definition might not necessarily be the best pizza anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> but I like it. We could do a rapid fire uh, MGM if you want. Perfect. I, I was actually going to say you just have you have five seconds to yeah. name. Let's do it. All right. Don't make me go first on this one. Okay, I'll go first. All right. Ride, Tower of Terror, hands down. Place to shop. The Muppets area. Oh, when you get out of the Muppets. Answer. Super fun. Good answer. Yeah. And uh, place to eat in Hollywood Studios. Rosie's because they have those really good veggie burgers. And Allison and I have still... Or wait. I don't think they have them anymore. They don't. And also, I'm going to take it back and say Sweet Cells. Because of the chocolate covered marshmallows. <laughs> We're not really fine. The fine dining no. type. <laughs> can you tell? Three dollars for mushrooms and a straw you can mushrooms, jeez. <laughs> that would be terrible. Three three dollars for marshmallows and a straw you can keep. Sign me up. And lots of sprinkles. Oh, as many as you can have. Or Jimmy's. Jimmy's. <laughs> Alright, Andrew. Rapid fire. Toy Story Mania. Whoa. Love it. Mm. So interactive. So cool. Fun for the whole family. Um, when you enter the park and you go directly into, like, right that first door on the left and it goes all the way down and you get, like, every single gift shop you could possibly think of and it ends with, like, the sports memorabilia and stuff like that. That whole... Yeah, that strip on that the left. That whole strip where on the left can get where the fun hats. I don't know the name of it, though. I can't think of the name of it either, but it's, you know, it's the Emporium equivalent yeah. in in Disney's Hollywood Studios. True. And Brown Derby because it was when I first met Betty. It was very nice. Aww. Oh. Yeah. So. Betty is the mother of Allison and Laura. And is Fun fact. a saint. <laughs> the best in all the land. She might be our only listener. Also. I think so. <laughs> Mama! Hey, Mom! <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, sorry, that would be mine. All right, all right, uh, let's go. Let's so go. great. My favorite ride, um, I think I'm also going to say Tower of Terror. It's yes. amazing. I love it so much. My favorite place to eat is also going to be the Brown Derby. The coconut tofu. Oh, man. Um, noodle bowl is so good. Um, I also would have said back in the day, Rosie's, when they had that veggie burger, I would eat it like um, on my lunch break sometimes. It was so good. Whoa. Yeah, uh... Too Gosh. rich for my blood. It's too bad that they don't, that they don't have it. Anyway, I also love the 50s Primetime Diner restaurant or diner. Yeah. 50s Primetime Cafe. Yes, yes. <laughs> oh, my gosh. So we could – all right, we're going to do, like, another episode on, on restaurants or something. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, definitely. We can do restaurants within one park and spend enough time. I know. And, okay, so my store from Disney Hollywood Studios, I guess, um, definitely say Villains in Vogue. Love Villains oh, Store. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, or Mouse About Town, just because I used to love working in there, and I just like saying Mouse About Town. Oh, also the oh. Tower of Terror exit oh, true. gift shop is really awesome. Oh my That's gosh. Fun. I think we finished all, everything on our outline, except one thing that I skipped in the beginning, which is corrections. And now I think I want to oh. call it the correction section. Oh, I like it. So, <laughs> um, my memory is terrible. I'm probably going to forget things and say things wrong all the time. And I did say something wrong in our first episode which was that you can book your FastPass Plus 
Um, choices. Uh, 60 days in advance. I accidentally said 90. And I think I was just very anxious to get to, get to my next milestone in the booking process. But we're still pretty far out, as it turns out. Since it's, yeah, 60 days mm -hmm. out, you can book your Fast Pass Plus. Oh, good to know. Yeah. yeah fall, falling on my sword there. It's oh, all right. It's I'm about okay. to do one even worse. <laughs> and that is when I... In my bio from last from the first episode, what? I mentioned that my first trip to Disney was in 1989. Whoop! There I go, dated myself here. <laughs> but when I was four years old, it was actually when I was three. Um, I just discovered the uh, the ticket, Aww. saved in a little scrapbook, uh, said the year on it, and I was I was three, not four. So. Okay, this just in, um, I have another correction then also, which is going to be that I went to Disney World first when I was five, not Ooh. six, as I said. <laughs> Andrew, did you mess anything up? No, I can sleep better at night knowing the age <laughs> that you guys went to Disney, though. Woo! I was worried about that for all week. It was crazy. Well, I couldn't just sleep. wanted to make it correct. Oh, I know. I understand. I understand. Trust me. <laughs> All right, well, that wraps up our episode one, part two. Uh, you can find us on Twitter at DizPhilharPod, D-I-S, PhilharPod, Instagram at DisneyPhilharPodcast, and you can email us if you want at DisneyPhilharPodcast at gmail.com. Woohoo! Woo! Thanks for listening. Yeah, thank you so much for listening. We have um, a really good idea for next week. I know we're going to come up with a really good one. We just don't know it yet. Yes, and... Feel free to email us any restaurant recommendations for Animal Kingdom, We're for example. Four dollars and under. <laughs> um, one time I did a whole trip where I just bought bananas because that's how poor I was. Oh. <laughs> All right. But they were good bananas, I bet. They were awesome. All right. Hey, see you guys real soon. All right. Have a good. Bye bye.